Who never do for do? Yeah, wings with friends. Ah, wings with friends. You got to get the wings to be with the friends. Hey everybody, welcome back to Wings with Friends. I'm your host, Mary Upchurch. Welcome back to another quarantine edition of the podcast. We're so happy you're here. We're so happy you're safe. Thank you for tuning in. I am super delighted to be here with not only a very funny comedian, but one that is very handsome as well. I'm sorry to objectify you. Patrick Aiken. Thank you. Thank you. Handsome, too. I don't know what I'd rather be more, funny or handsome. Funny. I'd rather be funny. It's kind of not fair that you're both. I don't think I'm both, so thank you. That's oh very kind. God. I know. I'm one of those. I'm so humble. Yeah, that's Come okay, Come on, Mary. Though. I hate the attention. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. Let me know if I get too objectifying to you, uh, if, if you feel uncomfortable, or if at any time you don't feel safe. Okay, I'll let you know. I can. See you are standing between me and the door, so <laughs> not saying I'm cornered. But I'm slow. Okay. So <laughs> it's gonna take me a while. To I get can up. jump too. I got hops. I play sports, so <laughs> we'll figure do. it out. Patrick, tell us who you are. What makes you so special? Why are you here? What makes me so special? Well, uh, I'm just a sarcastic gay guy who started doing comedy. You know, most gays are sarcastic. Um, I'm very social. I play the Phoenix Gay Flag Football League, the Phoenix Fire Kickball League, another gay organization. Um, I'm just out and about. I'm very well connected. Uh, My friends are my life. And I started doing stand-up comedy because I thought I was funny. And my friends supported me and said, okay, you're kind of funny. And it's kind of exploded. I don't know if that makes me special, but oh I feel like that's gosh. the most honest answer that that's I could have given you. Great answer. I'm I'm jealous. Um, don't be jealous. I'm, Why are you jealous? I'm jealous because I I love how uh, plugged in you are. Like you're involved. Is that just something that's naturally who you are? Like I'm gonna get involved in these leagues and and volunteer and help people. Is that just who you are? Hundred percent. My whole life. Like even growing up, like in high school, I had extracurricular activities, and I just was always busy. I don't sit still well. Yeah. I get really bored easy, so I always have to be doing something. Got to be starting something. Got to be starting something. <laughs> you didn't know I could sing. Yeah, I'm impressed. <laughs> it was like, I thought Michael Jackson was dead. <laughs> so, so yeah, and that's how I met you, was from doing stand-up. And I was like, oh my gosh, that guy's really funny. You were at my very first open mic. Actually, really? Where you was were that? At Plasma. You were doing the Trash Talks show. Uh, with Hannah Ty and Genevieve Rice and Bill Laskowski and Michael Palladino was hosting. Yeah. And you talked about dicks or dick prints, <laughs> I believe. Um, Does that it, ring a bell? This keeps coming up for me, by the way. Um, it was I a great presentation. Re- you definitely knew your shit. No, it's, it's just the phenomenon about how sometimes if a guy's wearing the right pants, you can see like the whole imprint of a penis through the pants. And when that happens, it's like, oh my gosh, did you see that? It's like a little special, like a, like a little, like a double rainbow, you know, <laughs> or a blue moon. It's like. I remember when I went on stage, I literally said, I'm like, well, now I'm worried about how my junk looks because of Mary. And you were like, well, I was about to leave, but I'll stay since you're going to reference my sets. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the attention. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> callback. I heard callbacks were a thing. So I opened with the callback. Smart. Yeah. Smart. And smart. here I am now. Look at you, and you've really... So how long ago was that? That memory came up on my Facebook memories recently. Um. Well, so I have the date as May 10th of 2018. Okay. So my comedy anniversary is coming up. That's in a few weeks. Happy anniversary. Thank you. I can't... I, do I need to do a Zoom thing? Yes. 
<sighs> okay, thank you. I will. I'll <laughs> do it. People need to hear from you. They need to hear. I'm still alive. Here's a joke. You've done so much in two years. It's amazing. I've been very fortunate. I've had a lot of opportunity. I've met a lot of wonderful people. I've started hosting a show last September. I've been very busy, and I'm very glad for that. And I was supposed to do my first festival in March, but as you know, that got postponed the bird city comedy festival in phoenix but uh but i'm still staying busy as best i can you know i'm using this time to write while we're all trapped and it sounds like it's it's like you took your natural abilities your natural oomph your natural go-to and you just applied it to comedy and that has catapulted for you just like you know the other things that you've done in your life i feel like that's a weird thing to agree to but you're probably right and be like yeah mary i have the formula for life figured out so i just decided to direct it towards being funny no No, it's i'm really bad at being self-serving it's okay it's okay but that's (laughs) that's actually what this podcast is about because it's like you can't talk about it but i can't this is true thank you And so this is a brag let's brag about ourselves podcast but um um i'm i'm kind of fascinated sometimes with um when different people tell me the same thing i know it must be true Okay. So throughout my life, my friends have always noticed my stupid face I make when I look at a mirror. <laughs> and they and like every friend group has made fun of it. And I'm like, oh, eh, that must be something I do. That's, That's true. Okay. You know. And if different groups of people say the same thing about you, then it must be true. And That's fair. I think that's interesting. And that's it's kind of the neat thing about getting older and kind of having some experience. And it's like you're social, you're outgoing, you work hard. Well, then you're going to do that whether you're volunteering or working or doing comedy, or whatever you do next. Sports, or, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Thank so you. You're I welcome. That. You're welcome. Um, yeah, you know what? I know Bird City was canceled or postponed, but um, I'm still putting it on my resume. Because I got 100%. in. 100%. I got in, bitch. <laughs> 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 on my website, I put a little asterisk. That's, yeah. <laughs> canceled, but still made it. That's yeah. funny. Because nobody knows that you, nobody, what if, what if you got in and you performed and you were shit? That you still got in. <laughs> still on the resume. Yeah. There's no, there's no, like you put like a, you put an honest thumbs down emoji next to it. Like, oh, it wasn't my best I didn't set. Do a good but, job, but I was on stage, you know, <laughs> I was on the, I was on the poster. I opened for the opener of, you know, oh, story of my life now, <laughs> which is exciting. I've opened for some good openers for some good comics. Oh, I bet. I bet you get around. I mean that in the and best way too. possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I re- after I said it. No, I love seeing how busy you are and how well you network yourself when you travel. Like you go to LA and you just be posting. You're like, I want to do your podcasts. I want to see your shows. I want to meet you. And I'm like, I I would not think to do that. I don't network that well. Thank you for noticing. That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, people notice. That. I stalk you. Oh, good. And good. I'm in your apartment. <laughs> it's never. <laughs> it's like it's neat when somebody as handsome as you says that. But um. Womp womp. <laughs> Um, so it's funny you notice that because that is like the people I was reaching out to was everybody I had met over the last two or three years at festivals or coming through shows. And it's like, there's people I've let stay on my couch. There's people I've bought wings for. There's people, you know, like I've whatever bought meals for. And it's like, okay, it's it's coming due now. Yeah, exactly. And they did. I believe it. It was a scary leap of faith to say like, okay, I'm going to go to LA for a week. I don't have anything booked, but you can't book anything unless you know when you're going. Mm -hmm. And it just, it worked out really nicely. I bet. I was busy in January and February and now I'm really glad because now we ain't doing shit. Yeah. My, my year was packed and then. Oh, there's my, 
little insight. Like this was all the stuff I was doing. Goals. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, I have my vision board in my living room, which I, I don't know if I should take down or not. No one saw COVID coming. That was on no one's vision board. Oh, that board. was on, uh, I had it for July. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, <laughs> COVID-19 is going to take over July. <laughs> so That's we funny. had some good wings here. You yes. tell them what kind of wing you chose. So I chose mild because I'm boring. And I chose lemon pepper, the dry rub. I love me some lemon pepper. Citrus is my life. Really? I love citrus. I love grapefruit, lemons, limes, all of it. It's any day, all day. I've matured into citrus. Like okay. I've never chose it, but like lime LaCroix is my favorite. Yeah. My uh, my roommate started zesting. He's in a zesting phase now. Like what he'll cut the zest to the outside of it and like he'll put it on like a cinnamon roll. And I'll be like, oh my God, Patrick, you have to, he's also gay. You have to try lemon zest on a cinnamon bun. Is it like, good? Um, I don't eat it. I don't know. I didn't try it, okay, but he I'm raves about it. It sounds crazy, but I'm wondering if it's one of those things that you're like, oh, that's good. Like I use lemon juice to, in my chicken marinades. Okay. That makes and sense. It, you need it, to ask it. it fucks it up, man. It's really good. I don't think there's any actual citrus in lemon pepper seasoning though, on these wings. No, it's the flavor. It's not the, <laughs> but still, um, so it was really good. I like the dry rub. Yeah. So you also did boneless, which I had to make fun of you for, but I wasn't really that mad because I was tired of working hard. I thought the podcast was chicken nuggets with friends, not wings with friends. Sorry. You so know, I called I them chicken McNuggets for like yeah. half of my life. <laughs> Let's, I mean, I'm, I will own it. You know, I'm like, do you have a fork? I don't want to get my hands dirty. What am I? An animal? I called everything chicken McNuggets until one day at Burger King, they were like, it's just chicken nuggets. It's just chicken nuggets. Oh, that's the branding. See, that's funny. Yeah. That McDonald's mom, one. Yeah, my mom still calls them. Mary, you want some McNuggets? <laughs> I make it for you. Like, mom, we're at KFC. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have those. <laughs> um, yeah, they were good, though. It was easy to eat. It was yes. very satisfying. I think the lemon pepper, though, I like lemon pepper better on a bone-in wing because it's, hmm. well, on a on a boneless, it's it's there's a lot of surface space. Like, it's just the it's flavor's different something because because uh, i know buffalo wild wings i think their lemon pepper is also dry and also boneless well you can put them on a bone-in wing like, sure that's how most I've people just, enjoy them i don't think i've had them on a bone-in wing that's how everybody there's look back at my catalog and every so many comics have chosen i've had a lot of lemon pepper i believe wings. you you would be the expert fried here, hard not patrick fried hard and put away wet no wow just just kidding we still talk about wings <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm pushing my wing ideas on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's let's My let's quarantine relax. episodes are very Mary centric <laughs> because I just like I want to talk to somebody. I don't talk to anybody. Oh, this is wonderful. Human contact and yeah, this is yeah. great. Thank you for having me. So, how many so you you go for boneless? Should you go for a wing? Mm-hmm. Okay. How many could you eat? Could. Could is the important word there cuz should is always 8 to 10. But okay. I could probably put down twice as many. Yeah, and that's skinny body. <laughs> I can. I don't know where they go. Yeah. But I could probably do 20. Okay. I would hate myself more than I already do. But Even I in those boneless? Those heavy breaded yeah. boneless? Yeah. Probably because of that. Oh, yeah. Probably because of like, with no. With a fork and a knife? Yeah. Do you do a ranch or a blue cheese? No. Do them just I don't. Flavor. I don't like either. I let the I let the, the wing do the work. People are 50-50 on a, on a ranch or whatever, mm-hmm. I noticed. Um, do you eat the carrots and celery that come with wings? I eat carrots because I'm a rabbit. Celery is hit or miss with me. Yeah. I just like it to, um, eat more blue cheese with. 
Like yeah. I use it just to <laughs> as a vessel. Yeah. I'm like, help me out, celery. Let's do this. Go, 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 go. <laughs> so gross. Um okay, sometimes I ask people if they like the drummy or the flat, but if you're doing boneless, you don't have that. Not my not my drama. No. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Have you um have you ever had like a really interesting wing? In your travels or in your life or anything, has a wing ever popped up in your life story? So I have some coworkers who are very competitive in cooking as a hobby. And so my boss and my coworker had a wing off where they had everybody over at my boss's house. There was like 30 of us. Nice. And, And the two of them cooked wings for everybody and we tried them out. And he did a clap. The boss did a classic like barbecue wing, which was delicious. He nailed it because it was smoked. It was just, it was a lot going on. He won. But the opponent did a tikka masala wing. <gasps> oh. And I am a sucker for some tikka masala. Mediterranean uh-huh. diet is probably my favorite. Wait, describe tikka masala for me. Like curry. Okay, uh, it's more of an Indian. Yeah, yeah, like yeah that's exactly. Right, okay. Curry, Mediterranean, yeah, all that, that whole okay. area. So very curry-based, which a curry wing sounds, but I mean, it's just, it's a curry chicken, but it was really good. He cooked it really well. It wasn't breaded. But it was delicious. I liked it. But he still... The other one was better. But I was like, this is really out there. He he went for like the... He took the risk. Complex. He took the risk and, and had some fun with it. I think it challenged people's like wing state too much. You probably would have been like, this goes against all wing rules. No, no. I think it's fantastic. And, yeah. You know, uh, because that's what's kind of cool about a wing is you or I believe the way they should be cooked is like you cook the wing and then you do the sauce. You don't necessarily uh, have okay. to do much to it before. Let's say you fry it. Yeah then do the sauce and then cook it again or don't or, or toss it, you know? So it's hmm. kind of like a, a blank canvas. And so if you want a tiki masala, then, then do it. I've never know? heard the wing be described as like a piece of art that you can paint upon. I like it. Um, I, I want to go to there. I don't know what <laughs> that's like. Well, I think, you know, what we need to do then or, or what, what we should do is like, you know, get, just fry up some wings and then the, the I mean, the, we should have a challenge, I guess that you just stole that yeah. idea. Yeah. But you it'd know, be fun. Sauce. Yeah. You should get some comics that want to have a cook off. Mm-hmm. Some other comics that'll judge it. Boom. There it is. Yeah. Two comics cook, two comics judge, and you're the deciding vote. That's a good idea. There you are. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can, uh, oh, I once had a wing at, uh, it was called Blue 32 in Gilbert. And I think, they did something where they marinated it kind of like an Italian dressing. Okay. Like a, like your mom would or whatever. But it's almost like it had a base of that and then a buffalo sauce. So it was buffalo, but then it had this kind of tangy Italian-ness hmm. to it, and I really like that. That does sound good. Yeah. I haven't had any different wings in a while. Like, Well, yesterday I had one. That episode's not out yet, but... Um, Stay tuned. I guess I did yesterday. Yeah. Um, but I do like unique flavors. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I I was I did appreciate that it's not just your normal flavors of Buffalo Wild Wings or Wingstop. Like, oh, a tikka masala wing. Tikka masala. You got me, you got I just me like saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Patrick, again, I you know I know you through comedy, and one of the things I think is super impressive and notable about you is this show that you run at, at Devils. Los Diablos. I'm sorry, Los Diablos. Spanish and Espanol. Yeah. <laughs> no, at Los Diablos. But what to me is notable is I've never seen somebody. S- and I act like I've only been, I've been doing comedy like five, four or five years. I can't remember. It's a long time. So it's not like, oh, uh, in my experience, I've never <laughs> seen somebody do that. But what impresses the heck out of me is that you have this show 
that like is packed. It's fun. It's good. You have like three book comics and then you have an open mic and it's just such a good show. And I, while other mics are dying or were before all this, you know, your mic was thriving. And tell me about Los Diablos. So uh, Los Diablos is a gay bar here in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, it's a, kind of a gay sports bar. I love that. And so I go there. I watch the Super Bowl there, but I, I'd watch a lot of sports there. They sponsor a lot of the local gay sports leagues, which is really cool. So they give back to the community. They're very supportive. So it's kind of the perfect venue that I'm glad I get to bring um, entertainment to and bring comedy to because there wasn't really much going on in the gay scene as far as comedy goes. I do know that, well, so Plasma was a gay bar, but it was always dead. There was it was. It was and tough. And they were sick of us comics. Yeah. Um, but I noticed Los Diablos, it's where the hot gays go. <laughs> like yes. every boy in there was <laughs> so hot. And it, all, the, all the age ranges too. Like we have like the younger guys who just learn how to drink to, you know, like guys who are retired and that's cool i like the disparity personally yeah um, you get a little bit of everything at diablos and there's lesbians too you know yeah and plenty of straight and then people. there's plenty of straight people because mm-hmm. because it's a classy place like it's a it's yeah. a i'm not gonna say it's, i would say it's like a high-end sports bar or a, a, ref, a little bit more refined sports because the food's really good too yes like if we weren't in quarantine we would have been there having wings we and had plans and that was our yeah i had wings the night i did your show there they were really good yeah so yeah. Uh, yeah, but the show has been such a wild ride. I've never hosted a show before. We launched it last September, and it's been super successful. I'm very humbled. Like That just doesn't happen. Like, Why do you think that is? Because uh, I, uh, I think there wasn't much comedy happening in the gay scene that was done um, efficiently, I guess is the word. So gays are very picky. Like we yeah. all are. And so I I see that in myself. Like when I go and see a lot of comics, my, my comedy wife, Lexis Charday, always calls me out because she's like, you don't think a lot of people are funny and you don't laugh out loud. I'm like, I don't know. It takes me a lot to make me laugh out loud. I can appreciate a good joke, but I'm, you won't see it. I don't know. I'm weird. So I'm very finicky about like who I book for the show. Like I want like someone who I know killed it. Like you, you annihilated in that Stop. show. You annihilated I that did. night. Uh, for my friends still talk about it. They're like, when Mary, when is Mary Upchurch coming back? And so, so my, if my birthday show happens in November, you're in it. It's done. That might be the perfect time, too, because it. it'll be a long time, mm-hmm. and then they don't get sick of you. That's It'll why they liked me, because they'd never seen me before. Yeah. No, it was a magical show, and I could feel it from, like, the first or second joke, and I was like, oh, thank you. I only wish I had worn cuter shoes. I was so <laughs> mad. Because the gays it, noticed. <sighs> no. It's, you know, go after wor- you know, I do shows after work, and it's kind of like you try to re- you know, put yourself back together. And it's, I'm not a winter comic because I like to wear my dresses. <laughs> so I'm a summer, a spring kind of comic. I'm, um, I'm the opposite. Cause I love wearing pants yeah. and oh, I'm sorry. How do I mean that? I guess it's too hot in the summer and you have to wear pants and you're miserable. Yeah. And I like wearing my button ups, you know, like yeah. I like, cause it helps like just my presentation, but doing that in the summer is miserable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think I wish I had worn a dress, um, but that's okay. It was, it was so magical and I remember I noticed how much everybody admired you. I could see it. I could see everybody looking at you. You know, every time you talk, they were just like, ah. Oh. And so I started out and I said, I wish I could get one man to look at me the way all of you look at Patrick. You did say that. And they're like, ah! <laughs> they were just like, and then it was like, cool, I've got him. Oh, em. God. And I was still that same way I opened with this podcast where I'm like, oh, you don't pay me a compliment. I'm bad at this, but thank you. <laughs> It's so. nice. It is nice. You know, it's one of the best things somebody can tell you is 
is like what somebody else said about you, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or like, 100%. I love, I had a, a friend come to a show and this is like the only time that we hang out. They'll, her and her husband will come to my show and they like comedy and it feels good to be like, Hey, come on, I'll put you on my list at the Tempe Improv or whatever, you know? Yeah. And she said to me once, she says, I love how he laughs. I lo- he has her husband. She says he has this laugh. I only see it every once in a while when he's just so happy <laughs> and so bursting with joy. And I love seeing that. And I was like, we and I, I don't know if it was my joke or whoever's, but it's like we provide that opportunity for people to like. She's like falling back in love with her husband. That's you know? pretty cool. And, because and of what you do. Yeah. Um. So one he, one thing that's helped the show a lot is that the bar has been getting a lot of attention and a lot of love and support from the community because oh, yeah. there's a story. So I was I was asked to start doing the show by uh, the guy who opened the bar, uh, Matt Hardy. So he's like, hey, I've been trying different entertainment. I want to bring comedy into my bar, and I want you to do it because you've been very successful, it looks like. And he and I have been friends because I've been a patron of the bar for years. And so I was very flattered and I said, sure, you know, here's how I would design the show. And he gave me full autonomy over it. He's like, you tell me what you need, you know, and we'll make it happen. And so we did and we did our first show and the place was packed. Like the support was incredible. And then two days before our, when our second show was happening, he passed away of a heart attack in his sleep. Oh, And it was crazy. Like the GM called me and was like, dude, you know, Matt passed away. And I was like, what do you mean? I just saw him like 18 hours ago because uh, it was a football week and I was at the bar. And so I told him, you know, well, I'll cancel the show. Don't worry about it. And he's like, no, no, we still want to do the show Wednesday because Matt would not stop talking about the show. And we all need to laugh right now. And Ugh. like, we just wanted, we want to power through this and we need your help. And so, you know, of course I did the show and, and we addressed, we talked about Matt. We've done a lot in his memory since then, but it's a big motivator for me to keep going and doing the show. I love bringing in the crowds and, you know, a lot of people have been supporting the bar for that reason. The bar is doing great. You know, I've gotten to know the rest of the staff. They're all wonderful people. Matt's sister, Helene, now runs the bar. She's wonderful. She and I have gotten so close. So with all of that going on behind it, it's really, it, uh, you know, that kind of helped the show, too. People wanting to support it. People yeah. needing a laugh. And so and you feel it, closer to are. him when you're there. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh, that's so beautiful. I had no idea. Yeah. I remember, I do remember you're like, okay, the show's postponed right now, but I didn't know it was happening. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good for you. I'm so, that good for you and all those, and all the patrons and stuff. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Honestly. So I'm grateful for the opportunity. Like he helped me get this thing going and I've, and it's helped me because I've met comics from mm-hmm. traveling through town who were like, oh, can I get on your show? And I'm, you know, I'm like, sure. Like comic from Amsterdam, a comic from, you know, New York, LA, Colorado. Yeah. That's the coolest part. It is, and it's something you can't plan. Nope. Um, there, I've I've produced my own show once or twice. I I never got into that or whatever. I didn't I didn't whatever. But the couple times I was running my own show, yeah. If if somebody's coming through, you know, people are gonna say, well, Patrick shows on on Wednesday, or, and then you have this power and this you know to to do that, and it's kind of neat. And then you know what? When you go to Amsterdam. Guess whose show you're getting on? Exactly. That's the reciprocal. They've said, like, if you're ever in town, let me know. And and I'm filing it away, just like you, you know, keeping keeping track of who who owes you. So that's been one of my favorite parts about this is the networking of comics who I never would have met before. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Now I want to go do a show. (laughs) I know. I can't wait. I can't wait. 
what are you doing to stay sane during the pandemic? Like, how's it been treating you? And like, are you doing anything different or special or creating? Different or special. So it took me a minute to start like writing jokes again because I was pretty down when this all happened. I'm very fortunate. I still have a job. So I've been working and trying to be distracted with that. Um, I play guitar. And so I've been focusing a lot on guitar yeah. and learning new songs. So wait, you're funny, you're cute, oh and God. you can play the guitar? Oh, God, yes. This is yes, not I fair. Can. I can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You like, can do plenty. I've been practicing French kissing on the back of my hand. How's that going? That's why I have Are all you these pro? hickeys. I was going to ask about that. Like, do you have a dermatologist? I should look at that. Doing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. I've been drinking so much. AA uh, is going to be lit when this is over. Maybe. Because we are all going to be there. I think. Except you. You're not drinking somehow. No. I. You know, it's funny. I quit drinking and fuck boys before but in 2020. That was my New Year's kind of thing. Oh. So bad time. So this is your fault. This is the karma coming back around. No, like I was like, I need to get these fuck boys out of my life. <laughs> and I, I want to stop. I don't really need to drink. I, I amended my policy on drinking. And then a pandemic hits and you're like, oh, God, I really like to. Uh, yeah. You know what I need? Two things. Two. <laughs> two. <laughs> two. Just, just two. two. Nothing one. else. Yeah, I'll settle one. for one. I'm not going to be picky here. Yeah. Oh, you know, have you been getting, <laughs> speaking of, have you been getting like calls or DMs of people been like hitting you up? Yes, <clears throat> I have. What's that like? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. It's, it's flattering. It's flattering. Yeah. End of the day, it's flattering. Um, I don't think I've gotten them from anybody who I wasn't interested in or was like offended or you gross, but I've had some random ads on Facebook, which I hate. It's my biggest pet peeve of like, so a random ad, like, this person doesn't know you, but they add you as a friend on Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they just start messaging you. Yeah. And um, you're just like, why? And like, I got this one guy talking to me who's not even in the country. And I'm like, what? why? What How is the point? How did he find you? I don't know. We probably have one mutual friend or something. Facebook's weird. I don't. The way they show you things. Yeah. They, yeah. And it's, oh, well, you exist. You should add Patrick Aiken. Like, that's that the criteria. That's a lot of nerve. Um, yeah. I get a lot of ads. Um. I don't call it ads. That's That sounds weird to me. I was thinking of advertisements. I get a lot of friend requests from people I don't know. But I try to do my due diligence because I feel like if you add the wrong person, they it might be a bug. They might spam mm -hmm. all your, your stuff. So um, if it's a, it's a female comic, I will usually add them. Mm -hmm. If it's a male comic, I need to have, at this point, at least 100 friends in common. If it's anything lower, then they're not real. They're not whatever and then i get mad when they're married i'm like why are you friending <laughs> me if you've got a girlfriend fuck off oh it's networking that's tough i wouldn't trust them either but they're not well nobody nobody sexually messages me i doubt that not really i they doubt don't. that nobody i want to sexually yeah okay message and me. i understand that do you like the way i call it a sexual message not yes a sex no, it's or a, a, a yeah it's a no it's a sexual, sexual message. message yeah with implications um that's funny i wasn't getting any dms like the first week but then well it's like i'd gotten a couple and then it died off but then i started getting a couple hey how are you doings from guys who had ghosted me a long time ago yeah Ugh. and then a couple of friends too i'm like oh i knew it that's awesome. And also, if somebody likes my picture more than like twice, then I know they're obsessed with me. So I've noticed I've had very dynamic <laughs> mood swings through all this. Like really? some days I'm like, I just need to fuck something like it's bad. It's bad. And it's the most like gruesome way to describe it. But it's true. Yeah. It's just like, oh, this isn't this isn't nice. But isn't I've had nice. some people be like, well, let me know. 
I'm like, this is weird. I um, hate, I can hate I that. ask you this? Because I and I don't know. I'm not super well versed in uh, gay man stuff. Okay. Are you a top or a bottom? I'm a top. Oh! Did you? Ah! I feel like you want to high five. Ah! <laughs> That's the energy I'm getting from you. Good. Yeah, you I are. I prefer the top bunk. That makes you like really popular, right? Because I've heard Phoenix is a sea of bottoms. Yeah, well, Anthony Decimito says it's like an <laughs> unorganized Tupperware drawer. It's like all yes, these exactly. no tops for all these bottoms exactly. or something. <laughs> so, yeah, you could potentially be really busy uh, or popular. Um, yeah, yes, correct. I'm a top. Well, I s- I'm a top. <clears throat> is that better? <laughs> That's how I made it. Um, no. Sorry. I, no, I love it. I love the... I, I think I just miss masculine energy. <laughs> like, I, uh, I, you know, like... As a, what am I trying to say? I love masculine energy. Like I, yes, I think just my feminine energy or whatever. It's a nat. That's a natural thing where you're like, oh, male. I feel like I'm pretty close Even if you're not in team. the middle. I feel like I'm sixty forty, maybe maybe a little more ma- on the masculine side. But like, I definitely understand all aspects. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't judge. Like, I don't care. Do you want to be me. in a relationship? <sighs> no. I'm loving being single right now. Fucking guy. You're such a fucking guy right now. What? Just kidding. It's been, God, two years since I've had like a serious relationship. I dated a couple people last year at different times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm talking to guys like, but I feel like, honestly, I feel like I'm always the prospector and never the prospect. Yeah, I want like I want that, but somebody who I would want to do that. I don't know. That's weird. That's pretty. I mean, that takes silly. a really special person because sure. they need to be the bottom tier top, but then maybe like aggressive or a, a this a seeker, or they need to woo you. I don't know, and I'm and I'm a pain in the ass to be with. Like I talk to my I therapist about it all the time because I'm very busy and my friends are very important to me, and it's the hardest thing for me is carving out time for a significant other. Because I get very well fulfilled with my friendships and all the wonderful people that I know. So, like, it's really tough for me to try and make room for somebody romantically because I'm like, you know what? I don't need that. You are that guy. I am that guy. You live the life. I don't live the life. Oh, my gosh. Okay, wait. Let me put this all together (laughs) because I think I have it figured. You're the guy that everybody has the crush on but nobody can land. Um, And it's going to take one real special person to just get you to, like, pay attention to only them. But I no, can't agree with that. I can't agree with that. That's very conceited. I don't care. It doesn't mean I'm wrong. <laughs> um, no, like, so you're just, okay, let's picture this. Fe- Patrick is just hanging out in Phoenix, Arizona in his cute mm. shorts and his cute <laughs> button up short sleeve shirt. You're, you're drinking your white claw. You're playing the I gay am. flag football league. You're doing your things. You're probably representing at pride. You know, you're looking good. Everybody's looking at you. Then you like go watch some sports at the sports bar. You know, you, uh, you take shower, shower up and then go to the sports bar. And then, you know, and then later you do some comedy and everyone just laughs at you. And they're like, Patrick. And then there's some hottie just who's had his eye on you the whole day or a whole week who's been chasing you. And then it's like you. And then you get to make out with him. It's like a wonderful life. Uh, you know, I don't know. I always say I want the life you think I have. Um, but, uh, I have a wonderful life. Yeah. I won't deny that. No, I'm it's very so, fortunate. no, it's so wonderful. And I say that as being jealous, but like, um, I think the sooner you can get, not you, but people, 
you can get to doing the things you most want to do, mm-hmm. like get to that point. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you've gotten to that point. I have. I'm very fortunate. I think to be able to do extracurricular activities, you know, like football league and soccer and whatever, like comedy. Even before I moved, like cause I used to live in Ahwatukee mm. and now I moved to Central Phoenix two and a half years ago. and But before I moved to Central Phoenix, like I didn't do football. I barely volunteered. I didn't do comedy. But like like football changed my life because all of my best friends that I had were through football. Community. I couldn't imagine who I would know right now. Who would be my friends if I didn't play football? Yeah. Like my closest friends. So and who I met through them and all this. Like it, it's crazy. So um, yeah, everybody should go find out, figure out what their life's about. It's not about work. Yeah. Like like I work. I'm a very hard worker and I'm very good at my job. But like early twenties, Patrick was like very work focused. And the older I get, the more I'm like, oh, that's not what life's about. Like go have fun, go stay up late and do something stupid. Like. I, I went through that, I think, because mm-hmm. a lot of my life was like, I was trying to finish college so I can get a real job, so I could, I don't know why, right? And then I did, and then I was like, okay, work your way up in this job, yeah. and get to where you want to be, so you can make some money, and oh, everybody's buying houses, you need to buy a house, and, and then it was like, then I got to this point where I was like, cool. Then all my friends were having kids, getting married, going away, and it's like, what, what do I do now? Yeah. And that's how I got into comedy because I was like, I really want to do something for myself. This sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then it just catapulted. I mean, I, I did improv for f- like four years with four or five years with gestures. That's awesome. Yeah, I never loved it. <laughs> four or five years. I, three years. I don't remember. I was there. I was there a while. I was one of their main stage performers, and then I taught classes. <laughs> but uh, I was like, I didn't love it. No. Um, how funny. I liked it. I love performing in it. And I mm-hmm. liked learning clean comedy and kind of getting good at that because I've learned that that's really valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got to a point and then I took a stand up class. And then I was like, you know, if I only have time to work on one artistic endeavor, I want it to be stand up. So then I kind of made the switch. Um, and then from there, I mean, everything you just just kept going. Each year it got a little better, a little better. I told you about my first year in the contest and um, I didn't win. I didn't win the second year either. And then you just keep doing things. And then there's your thousand dollar check from <laughs> Deep Eddie Vodka. Is, is that a flex, like having that in the middle of my living room? A little bit, but I love it. <laughs> flex it. <laughs> One you time I was bustle. sitting here, kind of whining to my friend on the side of yeah. the couch. I'm like, "Am I funny? I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know." No one I'm thinks funny. I'm funny. And she's like, "Um, hello, bitch. There's a check over here." So I don't know what else to do with it, to be honest. That's a, that's what you should do. I would have framed it. I'm surprised you didn't frame it. Like a Fat you have frame. to frame Wouldn't it. That be fun? You have to frame it because if something happens to it, you'll be so mad. If it gets <laughs> creased, true. You don't think? Yeah, I would. I can see it ending up in my uh, my parents' guest bedroom with all my other stuff from like. <laughs> my dad has a collage of all the things I've done. It's really cute. My my mom's looks more like a thrift store, like like posters I used to have in my bedroom. Oh, cute. Like you know when you go to a fair and somebody like writes your name in the cool Asian yes. like pictures <laughs> one of those yeah. I had to have that though when I went to Seattle I'm that might end up there no unless I frame it so so that's cool I mean I think um it's one thing I noticed about comedy it's 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 like moving along doing things and every once in a while something really cool happens mm-hmm. and then sometimes something shitty happens but yeah. if you just kind of keep moving forward and stay in it for the times when something really good happens and those, you know, a festival, a contest, mm-hmm. a connection, a, a club weekend. And it's like, just stay in it and just keep, keep working. Keep doing it. Keep yeah. meeting people. Keep hitting the open mics. Are you writing? I've started to again. Yeah. Yeah. I was first, first little bit of quarantine. I wasn't, but yeah, I've probably written like five to seven right now. Nice. 
nice. Yeah. Without, you don't have to like tell me your joke, but like what kind of themes and topics are on your mind? What do you want to write about? I love, um, I love making fun of myself. <laughs> yeah. I love putting myself down. I think it's just like, cause that shows a side of yourself that like you can, you can be vulnerable to the public and you know, like, cause once you make fun of yourself, then it's okay to make fun of everybody else. Yeah. It's kind of like that unspoken rule. So I get it out of the way and I said, cool, we're all fair game. I can laugh at myself. Now let's laugh at you, ah! and, you and them and these people. So, uh, just trying to be polite really. Um, but I wrote about, I love, I, I would write uh, jokes about like dating. I'm trying to think of jokes that I've written to lean on that topic. I like dirty jokes. Yeah. I'm not happy that I wrote a 9-11 joke during this. I know. During the pandemic? During <laughs> <laughs> You're a little late. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, yeah, this is bad, but 19 years ago. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think what else I've written about. I liked this. your joke that's in the Bird City Madness right now about like you were raised Mormon and Catholic. <laughs> so yeah, the joke is my, what religion am I? My mom was raised Mormon and my dad was raised Catholic. So naturally I ended up racist. <laughs> I love that joke. It's a it's, misdirect. Yeah, it's a good one. That joke helped me so much because it's how like, it's how you grab a room. Yeah. That was my grab the room joke. Yeah. Like, you know, when you get up there and people are like, you know, playing with their drinks or like checking their phones real quick. That's how you fucking grab every head and said, OK, we're doing this. Yeah. Oh, it's one of my favorite jokes. Yeah. I appreciate that you brought that up. I like it. So there's been some funny jokes in that. I I, be, I enjoy watching it. I mm -hmm. don't vote, but <laughs> I don't vote. But uh, I oh, I will vote when you're in the finals. Thank you. <gasps> oh I, if I make it that far. Um, my crush texted me Ooh. and, um, this happened last night too. I was podcasting again. And so it's like, I'm ignoring him and he'll text maybe one or two more times. He probably thinks I'm ignoring him, but I'm, I'm podcasting Let it burn. with hot dudes. This is Patrick time. He must like me, right? Yeah. My God. I shouldn't say this. He's going to listen. He's going to know it's Oh him. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know the date. He doesn't know that it's <laughs> April 23rd, <laughs> 8 PM. <With> <laughs> oh, the dad! Yeah. <laughs> he and now he can backtrack. That. He That'd be funny that. if he's a, if he's a psychopath. He's gonna know. He's not. He's pretty normal. All right, there you go. <laughs> You're in the clear. Sorry, I'm so giddy. It is. Um, you are. You're glowing. I love it. I have a lot of crap. I, I, my friends were saying I do this every couple of months, but I always feel like, wait, I could see myself with this guy. I really like him, and um, and then usually my heart gets broken. But I feel like there's some good potential. But then what's what's the opposite of that? You don't try. You don't bother. The, there's something exci exciting about being interested in somebody. Yeah. Like, you know, when your phone buzzes and you want it to be that person. I was so excited. That, I'm sure that's him texting me that's again. That's so validating, oh, right? Oh, he's so thirsty. It's I'm so kidding. validating when yeah. you're just like, I want that text to be, I don't know who texted me, but I want it to be one person on this planet. And then it's that person. It's usually that's my friend Jen Hicks. <laughs> She's just like, hey, look at this puppy. And I'm like, yeah. Just kidding, I love her. Yeah, I love when the the magic of somebody texts you back really quickly, or you text them, and they're available. I don't, you know, just that openness, mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, this is flowing. Mm -hmm. It's not pulling teeth. Um, yeah, it's not forced. You're not getting one word replies. Yeah, I hate that, but I also do it to piss some people. When I'm not I bet you do it because you're such a stud. <sighs> you're just like, hmm, eh, I'll deal with you later. I feel like I'm the villain here. You're the hot villain. I'm not. You're like I'm the. Not that hot. I you're like know. the quarterback. I don't know. I don't work no. out. I didn't go to college. I'm uneducated. 
I got plenty of flaws. I got plenty of flaws. Oh, yeah, you're disgusting. You don't work out, but you play a lot of sports. I do. I hate lifting weights. I think it's stupid, but like I can run 10 miles on a football field if I'm being competitive. So my mind works. Yeah. So that's that works for me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep objectifying you about no, talking about No, please. Just let me. But, uh, women don't objectify men enough, even though, you know, I'm on your side. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's a, it's a joke or a statement that I have. Um, and I talk about how we have, so we do have some, I feel like we have a lot in common, you know, women and gay men, mm-hmm. um, because we will do a lot for a dick. And, and straight are, men are the worst. Yeah. They're ruining, you know, they're ruining our lives. Um, did this piece with a dance group and then I pulled it into that night of at El Diablo because I thought it would work about like you know dicks make us happy they make us sad and they make us feel pretty and they make us feel ugly <laughs> and like they, they make us crazy they make us do stupid stuff and like I drove to Fountain Hills at 2am for a dick how old was that dick not that old okay Fountain Hills instead of miss oh good point yeah Ugh. that was old I uh it's funny because everyone focuses on like dick size and, but like people know that I'm a top. And so like a guy will be like, Oh, do you like big dicks? And I'm like, you're not going to need it. Roll over. <laughs> I don't care how big or small. It's just in the way. Wow. Yeah, I know. So you don't do other things other than that? I mean, yeah, I can, but. Why bother? <laughs> Dang. Hey, now you're like oh that's why you're single i get it now okay no that's yeah, yeah. why guys probably keep calling you and no. then you stop calling them because then it's, <laughs> it's that shock factor. yeah no so you shook them you're like okay yes daddy. no one's ever said that to me before <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> Look at the vapor. no one talked to me the way i want to be talked to <laughs> i've kind of learned this is something i was thinking about i feel like you have to do something and i'm talking from my perspective like you have to do something to get the guy to remember you Mm-hmm. Because now looking back, I, I remember hearing guys say, oh, this girl used to do this or um, just do something just a little different. Not, it doesn't have to be crazy, whether it's like maybe bite their shoulder or. Um, um, yes, I know what you're talking about. I, I'm just still learning this. It's true. You got it. Like you don't want to say scar them, but leave them. You mark. leave a mark like it's a thing like, well, that was. That was Mary 2019. I'll like, never forget I'll that. never forget. Exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out what is my signature move? What's the Mary? <laughs> What's the finisher? <laughs> like it's wrestling or, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell you. I'll tell you straight after this. No, I'm not doing it on the podcast. But, um, yeah, neat. What do I want to know? <laughs> like, oh, we we're talking about it doesn't matter what size they are. Um. Oh, um, I've been, (laughs) there's a, um, there's a porn, um, company called hot guys fuck. (laughs) I've heard. Okay. uh, Allegedly. (laughs) I was fascinated by this, um, company. Well, first of all, I was like, I recognize that hotel. No. That's, that's talking stick. (laughs) Because also like, can you recognize people and kind of tell you where they're from by just by looking at them? Or is that kind of. I can and I can't. I was in the long story, but I was in Istanbul, Turkey on this shuttle from my airport, from the airport to my hotel. And I got in the car and this, on the shuttle. And there was this other old woman who was in the vehicle. And I knew two things immediately. I knew she's American and she's from LA. 
Oh, so what told you this? Um, her demeanor, her big sunglasses, her like, just her, just her aura, her countenance. Yeah. All of it. I just got the vibe because I grew up in Southern California. Yeah. Uh, closer to Palm Springs, but LA enough, you yeah. know. And so as the ride's progressing, like, and you find someone that can talk, speak English, you're, I'm just like, hey, how's it going? And we chatted, and Mary from Los Angeles was her name. That's oh what she my was. gosh! She was not her name, but her she was Mary from I think she said Beverly Hills. Like wow. so, I'm like I knew it. We get to the airport and like the driver unloads her cars, her bags, and it's three giant bags and this old woman traveling alone in Istanbul. So I'm like, all right, Mary from Los Angeles, I'm helping you with your bags to baggage Were claim. They first of all, uh, no, okay. they weren't. They should have been though. That's true. But I will never forget her, and I totally knew exactly. Like I saw this woman, and I'm just like. I know where you're from. So I feel like that was relevant to your question. Yeah. (laughs) On the other side of the world, I noticed. I was at the Grand Canyon. um, I was at the Grand Canyon and I'm like, there's a lot of what I, what I was noticing was a lot of, I'll just say like white people wearing clothes that you don't recognize. And like, there's a lot of, basically a lot of German tourists. Okay. And they smelled (laughs) and they weren't, and, and the thing about clothes, I, in a way, I recognize clothes because people te- tend to buy their clothes one of like five places. You're going to buy them at Old Navy, like Structure Express, mm-hmm. Target. You know, like that's, th- that's there's it. a handful of places you're going to be buying your clothes. So when you see people wearing something that you're like, what is that? Or where did they get that? You're like, uh, tourist or whatever. Yeah. But anyways, that's, um, that's I remember noticing read. that at the Grand Canyon. But oh, so back to the porn. Well, I was watching this, and I'm like, these kids just look familiar. They look like like ASU people, kind of. Oh. And um, so then I saw the logo on the phone, and I screenshotted it. I sent it to my friend Jen, and I said, "Do you see this?" And she was like, "All I see is this huge dick." <laughs> I was like, "In the background." Yeah, yeah. Scroll past <laughs> it, and you can see it. Um, so I looked up the name. I looked up the production company, and it was like a Rio Salado. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, funny. Then I realized a lot of porn gets filmed in other places because of rules and laws in California. Oh. Did you know that? No, it doesn't surprise me though. California has laws for everything. Well, they like I think you have to wear condoms in porn in California, so that's why a lot of porn has moved to Florida. I think, and I think there's a lot of stuff that happens here. I've heard. Florida's humid. <laughs> <laughs> There was a scary little documentary I saw on Netflix. I don't know if it's still out there called like Hot Girls Wanted. And it was about like a few girls who, you know, went to Florida. They move into this house and it's just so not glamorous. But they're going on jobs every day. They work really hard for like a month or three. Wow. And kind of fuck up their lives, really. For some reason, I didn't watch Hot Girls Wanted. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, (laughs) Like, like I'm not into... I'm. I'm not I'm like watching it to be like yeah, I'm yeah. not turned on by it, but I'm fascinated because it's scary. It's scary. It is scary, me, you know. Um. Oh, but the hot guys suck. Oh, so these guys were just like hot young guys. They they're like boy next door. Oh yeah. Real beefy. Doesn't seem real. Lot. They seem really real though. Really? Yeah. And that's what I liked about it because it was like oh, it almost felt like por- it was like porn for women. I thought. Okay. Um. But, but wait, were the guys fucking each other? No, no just really but hard. they okay. have started getting into a little oh. bit of buy stuff. And I'm like, I, I don't, you know, I was just like, wow. <laughs> I mean, I heard. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Um, and they're not all like a, like a real porn stars, like waxed and, 
you know, whatever. They're very manly. Nice I don't know. I thought, it was in- I thought it was interesting, and I think everybody should check it out. Um, I'm. Should I edit all that? Are out? they? Are they? Uh, <laughs> are they a sponsor of your podcast? Oh my god! You just plugged them, so I feel like they oh should god. be. It should be. No, I probably should stay away from them. Um, I don't want to get. Like, I hear <laughs> once you get like get associated with porn, it's impossible to get away from it. Totally. It's like a leech on your career. Yeah. How do you know that? I've heard from friends who were stuck with that. Well, now it's kind of like almost anybody and everybody can do porn. I know. It's not like. And, and that's terrible. Because <laughs> amateur, it's like, it's am- everything's amateur. It's the whole thing. I'm wondering if I'm regretting my decision, you know, like, no, no, I wanted to get into this because like a lot of people <laughs> are afraid to talk about it, but like, you know, I have questions and I'm curious about other people's lives. Ask away. Well, I don't even know what to ask. So I will tell you that the most attractive men that I've slept with, it was because, or they all slept with me because they thought I was hilarious mm-hmm. like that. Like, sure. I can clean up well and you know, like, like I stay in shape, but Every one of them was just like they. I had them laughing the whole night. And when I have like you in my crosshairs, and like, and like, and you're single, and I like, if I'm like, I want this. It's kind of you just kind of just you can't stop me sometimes. Like Dang. I know I'm just like I'm. I'm gonna make you laugh, and if I make if I can make you laugh, it's done. It's over. Oh, sh- like, that's some good confidence. Like, and um, I'm and I'm basing that historically, just what I've seen. I believe like, you. I would. I'm just looking back. I'm like, wow that happened because he could not stop laughing i'm gonna make that my spirit animal is you talking about that i'm gonna put that (laughs) on my shoulder because it is true there has been a couple times where like i got you and Mm -hmm. well and then they're there with their girlfriends like these guys come up and give me hugs after the show and i'm just like she's right there stop um and they're they're probably just i don't know but no that is that is really powerful it's a thing i feel like i've bagged my hottest dudes because one I didn't think I could get them. They're too hot for me, right? This is just what's going on in my head. Okay. So then I'm not thinking that they're into me. So then I'm like, well, then I don't care. I'm going to say whatever shit to you mm-hmm. that I can Let say. It fly. Yeah. Like, you got nothing to lose. Oh, I just give it to them. And sometimes I'll be like, you know, do you work out? Or like, you know, like just really harass the shit. And then they just fall in love. And I'm like, oh, this. Oh, oh, wow. That's what you wanted. Kind of, but they're, I'm not really into those kind of guys, though. Like, um, like it's not my type. That's not really what I want. Yeah. Like, I want somebody who's, like, I want I want a partner, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't care about, like, a lot of, like, beefcake and hot, hot exterior. Like, I just, I want somebody who, like, I like my guys a little ugly. <laughs> Rough around the edges. I don't know. If, uh, maybe it's a different word than ugly. No, they're not like, ugly. Yeah. No, no. I find it attractive when somebody's, uh, like, just real, like... Not two. I want a nice four. No. <laughs> That's what you're saying. I want that a nice four. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Three and a half if the limp's that bad. No, no, no. I, you're right. <laughs> They're not ugly. Like, I find the most attractive guys to be guys who are just like, just real quirky or, I don't know how to describe without being offensive. Describe your perfect date. <gasps> no. Like June 19th. Yes. June nineteenth. <laughs> Is that the date she says? Oh, no, I, she says like May. Yeah, 23rd. I don't know. If she says the one. Yeah. I just said the day before my birthday. I was gonna say, what is June nineteenth? That's significant for some reason. My I'm looking birthday. at your calendar. I don't see. No, my birthday is June twentieth. Okay. So like, it's always a fun time oh. of year. I've noticed since being in Arizona, like 
it's my birthday is always really fun because it's the summer has just started mm-hmm. so people are still down to like do summertime stuff and then right after is fourth of july and then it's like oh fuck it's still so hot here yes That's yeah after fourth of july like it sets in for people and we kind of hibernate yeah are you from here where are you from from uh, southern california which which town Ukaipa. it's oh, near palm springs jody arias it was from there wasn't she I don't think so. Oh, she's from Eureka. Yeah, Eureka. That's different. Eureka is near Palm Springs. Correct. Like, you know, know, the Cabazon outlets that you drive Absolutely. by. And then, yeah. Like when it transitions from desert to green, it's yeah. a transition. I have a friend named Jeff who lives there and he is uh, related to Jenna Dewan Tatum. Okay. <laughs> Party. Um, that's nice. I'm from San Diego. Oh, fun. So we got that whole SoCal vibe thing I going on. Maybe that's why we jibe. Maybe. Um, when did you move here? Uh, February 2009. Why? That was a long time ago. I went to a trade school in audio engineering, and then I did that for nine months, finished it, got an internship with the company that I work for now, and went on tour across the country for three years and did a bunch of stuff, and then have been working for them full-time ever since. That's great. Yeah. I I always thought I would, because the school did uh, recording and live sound engineering, and so I thought, well, I'll just go back to Southern California and do recording stuff, but then... I liked Arizona more than I thought I would and mm-hmm. found an internship and then found work. And I'm like, well, it's way cheaper and less crowded than California. So let's make home here. Really smart. I didn't want to move here. I was kicking and screaming. I think inside I did, but I didn't want to admit it. Um, and I had worked so hard to just get my place in, in California. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, why struggle so much or why try so hard? It's not worth it to me. And I didn't think I wasn't confident. I was finishing college and I wasn't confident I'd be able to find a job and you know, but it was, I think it was the right decision. I'm very happy here and mm-hmm. my parents are here. We're really close. So that's, that's what matters. It's very easy to live here, especially <laughs> if you've been to California. You're like, I, you know, it's a cheap flight and not yes. that long of a drive like to get there. So I know my life was in a different phase, but still like it's easy to live here, right? Mm-hmm. We can go on vacations. We, we work hard. We have fun. We go on vacations. We buy things. We do things. And I feel like you know, if I was in California, it would be a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, Quality of life. I feel like I was also in college, but and I was working in retail, but I still don't. I don't think I could have found like a career. Yeah. It's either hospitality or you're a doctor and an engineer. Yeah, it's military. just unreal. Or you drive two hours to go. Yeah, it's just not worth it. Yeah. So. Not um, for me. So now I have more fun when I'm the tourist. Mm-hmm. So that worked out really nice. Yeah, I was just there in January in San Diego. I saw a concert. I try and go back every so Who often. Who did you see? Because I think I remember this. Michael Kiwanuka. He's from okay. London. Oh, I don't know him. He was mind. amazing. He sold out. Really? I would like to go to see a show. Like that would be. I I, I don't have I done that. I've I've, I've traveled to see like a um music festival mm-hmm. it is fun to travel to go see a concert that's I, that's my biggest vacation like i, I travel you let that pull you yeah see the pull? like i'm supposed to go we'll see to uh, to denver in october to see nick cave and the bad seeds from australia at red rocks um no they're just playing a different venue but oh. yeah near denver you know who i would really like to see and who? i feel silly but it's not but it maybe it's just from my generation is i want to see better than ezra it's a 90s, 2000. Oh, they're still around. Band. Yeah, and I they're from New Orleans. Um, they sing that song that goes, it was good. Oh, you wouldn't know. Never nope. Um, <laughs> I'm 41. <laughs> um, they have some good jams. Um, what I realize is a lot of those bands, they, you know, like Third Eye Blind, mm-hmm. kind of same generation. And Third Eye Blind still plays 
because they're still a business and they make money and they mm-hmm. can sell tickets. When you take that and kind of think about comedy in the same way, that's why all these comedians, like, if you can still sell tickets on your names, why wouldn't you? Yeah, that's the whole point. Like, it's it's kind of like this dumb aha, you know, like. I'll keep going until they stop showing up. Yeah. That's I think Third Eye Blind, too, it's only the lead singers the same person. But yeah. it's an entity. It's a business. So, you know, you can't dissolve. You don't want to dissolve Yeah, why it. wouldn't he? Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Patrick, what do you want out of comedy in the next, or you can tell me out of life, it's fine. Out of the next, like, one to three years, what would you like to accomplish? What would you like to have happen? You know, it's that's a great question, and I should be more prepared for it. Because the comedy thing's been interesting because I've kind of just set my goals. Like, I don't know what the path is. I don't know what the stepping stones are, but I'm like, oh, you know, for a while it was, I'm doing open mics. I want to be booked in a show, and I got booked in a show. And then, all right, I wanted, I've been doing seven minutes, so I want to do 10. And I did 10. And like now I'm hosting my own show. I got accepted in the Bird City Comedy Festival. Comedy Festivals was, was my goal this year. There you go. This year kind of got interrupted, so you I'll push into next the year. Cactus Comedy Classic. I did. I did. Are you in that too? Um, I did not get into it, but I did have a Live Wings with Friends show About planned it. for yes, it. Yes, that's right. That's right. So you're always involved with Hillary and all them. She's wonderful. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes they ask me to do things yeah. at their festivals. Sometimes I'm in, sometimes I get in. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I applied for Big Pine. I haven't heard about that yet. And oh, yeah. They do that in June. Is when they announce it. Mm-hmm. And then I applied to Palm Springs, which is supposed to happen next month, but it's, n- I don't know if it's going to. I assume it's not yeah. going to. But I also haven't heard back if I'm in or not. Or I think a lot of showrunners are trying to just figure out what to do. Yeah. I'm like, well, um, are you still telling people if they would have gotten in? <laughs> See, that's, <laughs> that's what I, I want to know. And is I, it weird that I want to ask them? No, I think it's great. I don't know what um, to do. Y- you know what? I, to me, if I found out I got into something and then it couldn't go, like that would s- it would still feel really good. Yes, 100%. Um, I just got, I got into a festival that got moved to September. Which one? Uh, it's called the Limestone Comedy Festival oh. in Bloomington, Indiana. How fun. Yeah, it's it's like a really good festival. It's in its 13th year. Wow. Um, and the what I'm really like excited about is I really didn't know anybody associated with it. Like I had met a couple people at another festival, but it's nice when it's like you get into something and like they don't really know you or yeah. maybe they've seen you. I don't know. That's that's really neat to me because, you know, like what you just said, you're like, oh, you're always involved. And it's like I don't want people to think like, oh, because I still go through the judging process to get in these things sure. and stuff. You earn it. But I think it helps to know people or they, they know your humor and they know what it's like working with you. I think that's always helpful. I, I'm losing my train of thought, but it's like I, I did one earlier this year, which who knew that would have been the only festival. I know. <laughs> um, and I, I was I was like, should I go to this? I mean, it's a small festival in Paris, Texas, and I really like the headliners. And But I was kind of like, oh, no, I'm going to have to spend some money to get there and um, time off. But I was like, you know what? I got into this. I have no, they don't know me mm-hmm. and they picked me. Like that feels so special. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I took too long to make that one point. <laughs> <laughs> and so then who knew that would have been the only festival? That you did this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, But yeah, my goals are like more festivals, more networking. You know, I haven't headlined. I don't know if I'm ready to headline, but fuck it. I want to headline. Um, you know, just the th- what haven't I done? You know, I performed, I think, everywhere in the Valley except for Stand Up Live. So nice. I want to do that. Just kind of keep like looking at things I haven't done and do it and yeah. keep meeting people, do podcasts, you know, and keep, keep just getting out there, get your name known. So every That's show I do, I feel it. like I meet someone new that I didn't know was in the scene 
and it could be anybody it could be someone who books a show it could be someone who was his first day doing comedy or hers like either way just want to get out there and do it more so i think that's a great approach yeah and then each year is a little better than the last mm-hmm. year yeah just keep I love building that. just keep building so i love that journey for you patrick thank you thank you mary <laughs> so um what's been the coolest thing to happen to you in comedy in the last two years what's been your standout moment that you're just like it could be big it could be small or what what's meant the most to you Probably it's the show that I host yeah. by far. I mean, the feedback about it has been amazing. Um, you know, I've been getting hit up a lot from local comics, people who I like I knew of but didn't have, like met. They're like, hey, can I do your show? Yeah. And I'm like, absolutely. You're like headlining. You've headlined in L.A. Yes. Come do my show. Oh, my God. Like, it took you so long to ask me to do that show. I just want to say I was having a moment where I was like, why hasn't he asked me to do it? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you were and on I my list. Anna, I was like. Hannah Winston, oh, because she did it because I had her on the show before you, didn't I? Oh, I was funny. just like, wait, I'm just There wasn't well. a reason. Oh, I, you, You're just trying to I'm move not. through your list. I do. Because uh, like, yeah, I'm like, who would I think be a good fit together? Yeah. And so, and I'm like, Mary's got to be there when Ernie's there. And Lamar was was able to do it. Like, yeah. that's just good. Because what I love about the Diablo show, Mary, is that you go to any other comedy venue and it's typically like the people who own it are the straight white men. And then it's one girl. Uh-huh. Or one woman, or or one gay guy, yeah. or a black comic, and I'm like, that sucks. But you go to Diablos, and the people who have to work the hardest are the straight white yeah. men. You know, the gays. Oh, I saw that. The uh. gays, the gays have it like down. The yeah. women kill there, yeah. and I love that so much. It so nice. that's been the cool, the coolest, rewarding thing is that I've I've opened a mic, and I've had a lot of people comment they're like, your lineup's pretty diverse. I'm like, fuck yeah, it is. Like, I'm the most boring one on stage. I'm just the white gay guy. Like, <laughs> you know, everybody else is checking. We check all the boxes and everybody has such a good time and they can try out new material and feel like themselves. And By I've the seen way, that. I remember thinking one of the bartenders was really cute. He was bald. He was very like... Tall. Man- yeah, yeah, manly. Jeff, he makes he, the heaviest drinks. I love him to death. Yeah, he... I thought I was like, oh, that's that's kind of my type right there. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, okay. He, he, every time Does I walk like in... Me? He <laughs> probably every time I walk in, he has a Tito's and soda ready for me with nice. two limes. Oh man, you've no, you've carved your name. This is your place at where everybody knows your name and yeah. So yeah. that's my biggest accomplishment for sure. Um, my I just I the way I walk away after every show there just like just like butterflies and and, hum, and like I can't go to bed because I'm so energized. Yeah. So I go hit another mic or go out with some friends like. It's just, there's no feeling better than that before. But, you know, I've like, I was in a competition last year, my first competition, and I made it to the finals out of like 40 oh, comics, which is pretty cool. And, uh, you know, I did Phoenix Pride last year. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to do it this year, but things got pushed off. Like, you know, I've done some cool things already. I love how people can find, it's like your personality, your strengths will rise to the top and people will find you based on that. And I think that's neat. So but we'll keep going. We'll see what else I can do. What is the frequency? Let's say non-pandemic. When, where can we find the, Di- excuse me, the Diablo show? So the Los Diablo show is on the first and third Wednesday of the month at 7 p.m. Uh, yeah, it typically a holiday might throw it off. Like this year, January 1st was the first Wednesday of January. So we didn't do that show. Sure. So um, I'm sure people can like, like Los yeah. Diablos on Facebook and mm-hmm. kind of stay up to speed. Yeah. Or they can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Laugh Missile. Perfect. 
Perfect. Yep. Where'd that name come from? What's a laugh missile? Honestly, it's uh, it's a weird name from like my childhood that my best friend Joel Taylor and I came up with. We had these weird characters, just little boys being nuts, being just weird Adorable. kids. Adorable. And I liked the character laugh missile, and it's unique. Like it's there's not a laugh missile out there. You better go get that domain. Like, I know you're right. Shit, and so uh, laugh missile. It's just so weird. And so I've told people that like follow me on Instagram laugh missile, and they're like, oh, because you're dropping funny bombs. Yeah, and I'm like, sure. This has been in the making for 25 years. But uh, talk I'll to Josh Boyle it. about that website, unless you know other people. But he did mine, and it was really cool, easy experience. Okay. Yeah. Deal. So uh, yeah, first and third Wednesday of the month at Los Diablos. Keep an eye out for that. Um, otherwise, yeah, I'm, I get around <laughs> and I do comedy. I yeah. That's I'm my like, favorite yeah, joke. that I is your favorite joke. joke. <laughs> I like to be like, Hey, let's play cornhole and then we'll play that beanbag yeah. game. Like, I love that joke so much. I know my, f- one of my favorite comics growing up who's still, I follow her is Judy gold. Yeah. And she, or like the first time I saw her do stand up, uh, she said like, I performed for Bill Clinton the other day and I do comedy to perform <laughs> too. <laughs> I love it. She's so fun. Cause she's a big Jewish lesbian. Yeah. So, you know, you're like, okay, this is too funny. That's so great. Well, Patrick, thank you so much. I've had the best time eating wings with you and talking and just getting to know you deeper. You're so fascinating. And I know you're more than just a pretty face. Oh, so, thank you. I love it so much. I appreciate you having me and I can't wait to see you around and, uh, yeah, let's do this. You're on the birthday show. You're booked. You heard that, everybody. Done. If something happens, Done. I am still on that damn My birthday My 30th show. birthday. We're figuring it Get out. Get out of here. You're <laughs> only 30. You're so lucky. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys, thank you so much for being here on another episode. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.